Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. Today we are going to talk about a delightful thing called a Dutch baby. It's a an oven pancake and we've adapted the recipe for our needs, but this is an old recipe. It's an oven-baked pancake that has its origins in German or Dutch cooking. And the name Dutch Baby was actually coined in the early 1900s at a restaurant in Seattle, Washington called Manka's Cafe. And they get the credit. Apparently they held the trademark for a little while for the name Dutch Baby. And um, I don't know why they called it a Dutch Baby. I really didn't get that far into the history, but eh, whatever. Anyway, what it's like is a giant popover. What a popover is, is like a mini souffle. This is just going Here, back and forth. Let me, <laughs> let me explain it. It's like a delicious apple pancake thing. Well, it doesn't have to be apple It's a delicious pancake thing that's sort of like a souffle that has a lot of eggs in it. Poofs way up when you cook it. And then it's very light and fluffy and eggy, and you can do lots of things with it. So uh, I had the opportunity to be a guest chef at one of the farm markets that we do in the Lawrenceville neighborhood in Pittsburgh. And they only had available a really cool little propane cook stove that, you know, you use for outdoor chefery. So um, that's all they had available. And I thought, oh, it'd be really neat to make a Dutch baby because it could incorporate some of the things in the market like eggs and dairy products and fruit. So I looked through some recipes, and I had the, the Dutch baby recipe that I am personally familiar with is one that used sautéed apples. So I looked around for a recipe similar to what I knew and found one, and then I thought, oh, I, I wonder if you could actually make this in a Dutch oven. So it's so fantastic making a Dutch baby in a Dutch oven. It's and very it, Dutch. And it sounds pretty pretty wild. So I thought, oh, I wonder if you could do that. So I did find um, one recipe for a Dutch baby in a Dutch oven that is sort of like it was a very geared towards camping um, recipe that required a lot of uh, putting hot coals on top of lids and, you know, manipulating hot coals around. And I thought, oh. I don't want to do that. I have a couple of Dutch ovens, so I did some experimenting in my own home. If you don't own one, you probably own one and you don't even really know that you own a Dutch oven. Basically what it is, it's a stovetop pan that can be used to bake things in or do, you can do roasts in it, you can do big pots of vegetables in it. People use it for like uh, big potato dishes and it works kind of similar to a crock pot. It's a heavy, it's a really heavy bottom pan. For example, my one Dutch oven probably has a half inch thick stainless steel bottom in it, and um, it's made to, to absorb and distribute the heat evenly so that you can bake on a stovetop or on a burner, like even, you know, those little single electric burners, or for my use, the single butane burner. So I took two of my Dutch ovens down. I have another one that's a cast iron Dutch oven, and it worked really well. It's a coated cast iron Dutch oven, and it's enormous, and it weighs a ton. So that was a really fun thing to lug all around at the farmer's market. So anyway, what I did was I took the one recipe that I found, and I uh, kind of followed it and 
blended it with two other recipes that I found. So my recipe is a Dutch baby that has sautéed apples within the pancake itself. A lot of Dutch babies don't have any fruit incorporated into them, and they're basically just like a baked pancake or like a giant popover. And then you top it with fruit that has been cooked or sautéed. For example, you could do a um, pie filling sort of a thing on top of it, any kind of fruit. You could do fresh fruit, berries, anything like that. And then the topping after that, you could put cinnamon sugar or syrup, you know, maple syrup. You could put maple cream on it. You could put powdered sugar on it. You know, there's a lot of variations. The great thing about this particular dish is it can be a main course or a dessert. So you could make this for breakfast. It probably would serve four adults, six adults possibly, if you were having some other items with it. But it, it makes a pretty large... Uh, I used a pan that was about a 10-inch diameter Dutch oven. So it was a... it. You know, you figure if you make this thing and it ends up being like um, an inch thick. <laughs> so that's a pretty significantly large thing. When I made it at the farmer's market, I was able to cut it up into... Each one that I made, I was able to cut into 20 pieces. So, you know, it was a lot of samples. So it ended up being 40 samples for, for people. So that was, that's I figured that was a pretty significant amount. So you figure this could feed four to six people. If it's a breakfast item, you know, it can be a breakfast item. It can be a dessert. It makes a fantastic dessert. If you want something that's not super sweet and it's really quick and easy to make, great dessert. This can also be a supper item. For something, you know, like a, uh, if you, especially if you raise chickens, people that raise chickens are always looking for things to do with all their eggs. So if you are a person who raises chickens, this is a great recipe because it requires four eggs in one pancake. So this is, a, like I said, this is a really versatile thing. If you think outside the box a little bit, it can be breakfast, it can be lunch, it can be dinner, it can be dessert. So many, many things you can do. You can use any kind of fruit really any kind of fruit. If you want to saute a fruit in it, um, that might limit your options a little bit. However, if you just make the pancake without fruit in it, you can top it with anything. Like I said, you can you can put anything on it. So, you know, try it. Do whatever you want to. Enjoy yourself. This recipe is, like I said, a stovetop recipe. And what's nice about that is, and I know a lot of people enjoy this, this is something you can make on the burner of your grill. If you're cooking out and you want to do, you know, you want to do all grill things and not do anything inside the house. Or if you're camping. If you're camping, works great on a cook stove or on the fire if you watch it and you're careful and you cook over in direct heat. This is the sort of thing that's a, uh, for example, I one time, lived in a situation where my oven, I had no oven. I only had stovetop cooking. So I was always looking for things that I could make in a Dutch oven or a pan or something like that. So if you're in that situation and your stove is broken, oh, here's a fun thing you can do instead in a Dutch oven. And it worked really well. So I'm going to tell you what I did. The recipe will be available on our website, MaryMacPodcast.com. We made a really nifty, neat recipe card that says Dutch Baby Stovetop Grill Campfire Version. <laughs> and this is the way that I did it. Uh, like I said, you can easily alter it by eliminating a couple of steps. So, starting off, I took two large, I'm talking enormous apples. <laughs> so I had two apples. If you don't have really enormous apples, you might need three or four. And I peeled them and sliced them thinly 
and I sauteed them in three tablespoons of butter. So I, I took my Dutch oven, put it on the stove, warmed it up, melted the butter, and then I sauteed the apples in it. And they're, when you saute apples, you don't want to, they can burn very easily because they have a high sugar content. They can also get mushy really easily and fall apart. So you want to watch your heat. You want your heat to be on medium low. You want your butter to not burn, but be clear and sizzling. So you want to watch that heat and keep it low. If you smell butter burning, which you'll smell really quickly, and believe me, once you smell it, you'll know what it is. But um, you don't want to keep your heat on high. You want to keep medium low. You want to saute those apples. You don't want the apples to get brown. Really, they're just going to get soft. So that's the kind of heat you want. When your apples are soft, which takes about five to six minutes, then you can pour the batter over the top. Now, if you don't want to use fruit in the pancake, just melt the butter and get it to that little clear sizzle. Then you're going to pour the pancake batter in. Okay, what your pancake batter is, it's four large eggs lightly beaten, one cup of milk, and one cup of my Mary Mac Bakehouse Golden Oat Pancake Mix, which worked perfectly. If you don't have it and you'd like to buy it, you can also buy that in my web store, merrimacpodcast.com slash store. However, you can use any kind of a pancake mix in this, actually. Just one cup of it to mix it in for the batter and a half teaspoon of vanilla. And you're going to mix that until it's well blended and let it sit for two to three minutes so that it absorbs all the liquid and it's you know, it's in a good state. So whip up your, mix up your eggs, milk, pancake mix, and half teaspoon of vanilla. And then after your apples have sauteed for five to six minutes, you can pour that batter on. You can actually mix it up while your apples start to cook, and it works out the timing just about right. And then what you're going to do, once you pour your batter on very carefully, make sure you don't have it have apples flying up all over the place. Just pour it in. Set your lid on it. Turn your heat down a little bit and then let it cook for about 15 to 20 minutes. It took on the electric stove about 20 minutes on the butane-powered cooktop, 15. And I went by smell because you could smell when the pancake was cooked. You know, you don't want to lift the lid up and let that beautiful steam out, but you can kind of smell it as it goes along. So after about, I would say, then this is what I did. After about 15 minutes, I lift up the lid and looked. And you can look at the top of that pancake and see if it's cooked, because if it isn't, you'll have little puddles of egg on it. I had a few spots like that on one of my pancakes, so I took my knife and I poked down into them so that they could drain down into the bottom and then cook. So 15 minutes is just about good. It'll be beautiful and puffed up. It won't be cooked on the top like burned you know like it would be in the oven with no lid but it'll be nicely puffed up and cooked so you take that off the heat and just let it sit for maybe one or two minutes and then cut it into the serving sizes that you would like and lift it off onto a plate and then you can what I did was I sprinkled raw sugar and cinnamon on it and served it like that it was phenomenal it was just really delicious you can I mean, like I said, you could put anything you want on it, whatever you like. I thought apple butter might be good or something like that too, but maple cream, maple syrup, powdered sugar, anything like that would be good. And you want to eat it warm. It's actually, you have to kind of watch because those apples get really hot. I mean, I don't, they get so hot inside of it. 
that they'll almost burn your mouth. Serve it hot and enjoy it, and it is delicious. So I hope you do try it because, you know, the fall is apple season. This pumpkin stuff is just going out of hand, absolutely out of hand. So remember the apples. Do things with apples. I hope you enjoy this recipe. I hope you give it a try. We've got a couple of things coming up here for Mary Mac Bakehouse. Next week, we have a lot going on at Standing Chimney on September 21st, which is the first day of autumn. We have our autumn celebration, and we have complimentary pulled pork Sundays, which is a little oatmeal wheat germ bun with pulled pork, coleslaw, and barbecue sauce on it. And we have complimentary apple crisp also. And you can come to the store and enjoy bluegrass music and have something yummy to eat and just hang out and have fun. So that's on Thursday night, the 21st. On Saturday and Sunday, which would be the 23rd and 24th, we'll be at the Spurduti Farm Market just outside of Newcastle, Pennsylvania. They have a Facebook page, Spurduti Farms. You look that up. We'll be there uh, Saturday and Sunday with all kinds of baked goods and mixes and things like that and homemade pierogies that you can buy and enjoy for lunch. Then on October 7th, Standing Chimney will be open. So a lot of things going on in our very near future. And if you can't find us there, you can find us at MaryMacPodcast.com, MaryMacBakehouse on Instagram and Facebook, and MaryMacMixes on Twitter. All right, great. Well, I hope you try out the Dutch Baby. Actually, it was so easy. I always like to try my recipes out a few times, especially if I kind of screw one up or if I want to make sure it's foolproof. And this was really easy to make, but it was also, I don't know, sometimes sometimes you make something and you're like, oh, this is so easy and delicious that it's almost wrong that it's this easy and delicious. And it was one of those kind of recipes, and I really enjoyed it. And actually, one night I made one, and um, I kind of inadvertently ate the whole thing because I was like ate a piece of it, and I thought, ah, I wonder how it would be if I put this on it. I wonder how it would be if I put this on it. And I kind of, um, my husband came home and said, hey, what are you eating? <laughs> and I said, well, it was a... Uh, Dutch baby pancake, but it's gone now. So yeah, it was really good. It's it's really, really a good recipe. So I hope you give it a try. Thanks a lot for listening if you did. And if you didn't, too bad for you.